0: Well, hey friend, you know that thing you need to do that's just not getting done, the one that's sitting on your mental and maybe even your physical to-do list, what if you could actually get it done this week? How would that feel? In this episode, I'm sharing how to stop procrastinating and putting things off and start taking action in your business and life. Let's do it. (music) Welcome to Fruition Mindset, where it's all about mindset coaching for Christian entrepreneurs. Ever feel like life is passing you by? Do you want to have a purposeful business that lights you up? Do you keep procrastinating and putting your dreams on the back burner? When I wanted to start my first business over 10 years ago, I was the same way. It didn't matter how many letters I had behind my name or what my credentials were, I never felt ready or qualified. After I had a session with a coach that totally shifted my perspective, everything changed for me. Hi, I'm Kayla Eggenberger, wife, mama, mindset coach, and daughter of the king. And I'm here to tell you that your breakthrough is on the other side of letting go of fear and perfectionism and stepping into who God has created you to be and where he's calling you to go. On this podcast, you'll learn how to renew your mind, get clarity on your purpose, and make confident decisions so you can walk out your faith with focus and consistency to finally create the freedom you want in your life and business. If you're ready to develop the mindset you need to take the dreams God has laid on your heart and bring them into fruition, you are in the right place. So fill up your favorite mug, grab your journal, and get ready to take some thoughts captive. So for many years, I ran the Dallas White Rock Marathon. It happens in December, and this is usually the time of year where I would be in full training mode. And this time of year, and plus thinking about procrastination, actually made me think of this story. Um, I remember it so vividly. This is back whenever my husband and I were kind of newly married, still living in an apartment, and I was supposed to go run 12 miles that day for my training. Yes, it was scheduled, yes, I knew that I needed to do it in order to be well prepared for the marathon. 12 miles means that I wasn't anywhere even near the end of my training, it was kind of right in the middle of my training. And I was doing this marathon with my mom, so we would normally do our our long runs together. But this day it was starting to rain, and it was raining pretty hard. We don't live super close to each other. We both had to drive quite a ways and kind of meet in the middle in order to do our our run together. We would run around a lake. And so we decided, you know what? That doesn't seem like the safest of situations. So we're not going to do that. But my backup was that the apartment complex we lived in had a workout room with treadmills. And so I could go and do my run, my 12 mile run on the treadmill. There was never anybody in there. (laughs) So it was like a private gym kind of situation. This was early in the morning, it was still dark outside, I already had my shoes on, I was already completely dressed to go because I was had planned on meeting my mom, right? I'd already fueled, I already had breakfast, everything that I would normally do before this long run. I had everything prepared. And all I had to do was go down to our apartment gym and get on the treadmill and start running. But I didn't. I vividly remember Standing there with one leg kind of propped up on the side of our couch trying to think of every Excuse and reason in the world not to go do that everything that my brain came up with I debunked like I was just standing there I think I stood there for probably half an hour Seriously standing there trying to like convince myself to not go do this run The last straw was whenever I thought you know what? My shoes are kind of getting older. You know, they're getting older and I probably need a new pair of shoes before I do a 12 mile run. So I think I probably should not do it today (laughs) and just wait. I certainly don't want to risk an injury by running in these shoes that are kind of getting old. And it was at that moment that I literally had to laugh at myself. I laughed out loud. At myself at the length and extent I was going to to try to talk myself out of and give myself like a legitimate excuse to not go do this run just an hour before that my shoes and their condition had not even crossed my mind this was all just a bunch of bull that my brain was coming up with to try to put off and try to make excuses to not do something that I knew I needed to do and that ultimately I wanted to do. I didn't really want to do the run in that moment. For sure I didn't. That's why I was trying to come up with all the excuses, but I wanted the result. I wanted to be able to do the marathon and, you know, not die. (laughs) And in order to do that, I needed to do my training runs. This was part of the process that was really important, but did I want to run in that moment? Not a chance. Okay, so I'll tell you how it ends. (laughs) I finally laughed at myself. I picked up my stuff. I walked out the door. I went down to the gym and I ran my 12 miles. And I would love to tell you that it was great and it was wonderful and I really enjoyed it, but I'm not a huge fan of running on the treadmill. It wasn't super enjoyable, super great, but I got it done. And I still remember that experience to this day. It has been a very, very long time, probably close to 10 years at this point. And so I definitely learned a lesson from that experience. So we all do this sometimes, right? We all do this. We have things that we either want to do or need to do, or we need to do them because we want a certain end that it's going to get us to. We have goals in our business. We have goals in our personal life. We have things that we really feel led to do, but sometimes the day-to-day things, the day-to-day tasks that get us there are less than desirable. And our brains come up with so many excuses, even crazy ones (laughs) that keep us from doing the things. And that's what we're talking about today. So I'm going to give you three strategies that will help you stop putting things off, stop making excuses and start taking action so you can get those results that you want. Okay, the first strategy is to get clarity and break it down. In my 12 mile example, it was pretty obvious what I needed to do. I wasn't confused about it. It was very obvious and very clear. I needed to run 12 miles, but that's not always the case with everything that we are putting off and procrastinating on. As a matter of fact, our brains love to indulge in confusion and stay confused in an effort and in an attempt to not have to actually do the thing. This can be especially common in business type tasks. I do this, my clients do this. We want to say, Oh, well, I don't really know exactly how to do this. I don't know the best way to do it. And you know, I'm not, not 100% sure how to go about it. I need to find out more." You can totally see how this like confusion or this, I'm not sure how to do something can become an easy kind of built-in excuse to not take action. And so the first thing you want to do is you want to get clarity. If you find yourself being confused, then that can signal to you like, okay, like, am I really confused or am I trying to put this off? And the good news is that you can get unconfused, right? Like you can get clarity. So that's the first step. If you don't already have clarity on what you need to do or what you should be doing, get that clarity. The best way to get clarity is to ask questions. This is why coaching is so helpful and so effective, but you can ask yourself questions to get clear as well. And then once you get clarity the next thing you want to do is you want to break it down and actually sometimes these steps go hand in hand that's why i put them together but one of the reasons that we tend to procrastinate is because we have inflated whatever it is into being this big huge thing our brains love to catastrophize our brains love to just you know inflate things and that's what i had done with the 12 mile run even though i had I had made it into this big, huge, unenjoyable thing when I had done it before. I had run 12 miles multiple times before. I had run much more than 12 miles before, but in my mind, I had made it this big, big, huge thing that was going to be so horrible and so unenjoyable because I was going to do it on the treadmill and it was going to be by myself. And and you may be thinking, well, yeah, that is a huge task. That is a tall order. Like, yeah. but. I do this with little things too, and my guess is that you probably do too. I do it with little things that I don't want to do, like unloading the dishwasher. (laughs) My brain says, oh, that's going to take too long, I'll just do it later. When really it takes about two to three minutes. Perfectionism also has a way of inflating things and making tasks bigger and more time consuming and more difficult than they need to be. So to bust through this, we need to get clarity and then we need to break the task down into smaller, more doable steps. If it is a bigger thing, or if we're just feeling really resistant to doing it. So for instance, with my running example, I remember thinking, you know what? I'm just going to go down to the gym and get started. (laughs) That's it. I thought, I thought I need to take the pressure off that I have to do this 12 miles because the truth is every mile that I run today is going to help me get to my goal. My brain was telling me 12 miles is going to be terrible. It's going to feel awful. It's going to be so unpleasant. You're going to be there so long. And you see, it made it into this big thing. And so instead of doing literally anything, I just stood there in my living room thinking about it. How often do we do this? Where we spend more time thinking about and making excuses to not do the thing whenever we could have already had it done. And maybe not the 12 miles, right? But a lot of things, (laughs) a lot of things in my life I could have already had done whenever I'm still in the mode of making excuses. And so we need to break it down into doable steps and just get started. One way that you can get yourself clarity and break it down at the same time is just to ask yourself, what's the first step? And then just commit to doing that. Okay, so the second tip, strategy, step, whatever we're calling it, is to deal with the emotions. Okay, so once you know what to do, (laughs) once you've broken it down into a smaller step, it could be that you still don't do the thing. That's entirely possible. And that's because sometimes there are emotions involved. Wouldn't it be so great if it were always as simple as, knowing what to do, and then having it broken down into doable steps, and then you just go do that thing. That would be so amazing, right? But sometimes that's not the case because we are human beings and we're complex creatures. And so one question to ask yourself is, what feeling am I avoiding that's on the other side of this task? So, this comes up a lot whenever we are avoiding doing business type tasks that require us to put ourselves out there, that require us to be vulnerable in some way. Um, maybe it's, you know, hitting publish on a blog post. Maybe it's putting out a podcast. Maybe it's emailing the people on your list. Maybe it's putting something out on social media. Maybe it's making an offer those types of things where there's some vulnerability and it's not just that the task is difficult, like 12 miles, but it's, it's emotionally difficult for you to do it. Now, you may not recognize it right off the bat. It may just look like being in learning mode, or it may be like keeping things, you know, 85 to 90% done and just never completely completing them. And so it feels like you're doing stuff. It feels like you're getting stuff done, but you're not actually completing the things that you need to complete. And so one question that you may want to ask yourself is why am I really avoiding this and be willing to get super honest with yourself about the answer. So the third strategy that I have for you is to get into motion. Action begets action. The hard part, a lot of times is just getting started. So once we've broken it down, and once we know what our first step is, really it just comes down to being willing to start. Just get started. Once you get started, you're likely to do more and you just need to lower that barrier to entry. So part of this is like we talked about before where, you know, you're breaking it down into a smaller task, but also give yourself permission to do it incorrectly (laughs) or to do it. Not that great, whatever it takes you, whatever mind trick you need to think about in order to just start the thing, whatever it is. One concept. I've used throughout the years is to have a starting ritual Now, I don't always call it that but it's kind of just like whatever you do to get yourself started with certain things to kind of train your brain that okay this is what we're doing now so some examples would be If you are decluttering or doing some homekeeping type activities, maybe you put on an apron and your shoes so that, you know, it signals to your brain, okay, this is what we're doing now for exercising. It may be that you put on certain clothes and certain shoes. You get the idea. You're just kind of priming yourself and having this ritual of how you start an activity. One of my starting rituals for work is to get a cup of coffee. Then I put on a YouTube video that has like the um, like the fall jazz ambiance. Then I look at my schedule, which right now I just started using Asana. So I'm giving that a go, (laughs) but I'm looking at my schedule. I'm looking at what I have planned to do. I'm checking off the things that are done. And basically I'm just signaling to my brain that, okay, it's time to get to work. Whatever you can do to introduce pleasant activities (laughs) and pleasant things into that thing you're avoiding, the better. So, you know, if you're avoiding housework and you can put on a podcast or put on um, an audiobook or something that you actually enjoy or just put on music that you love, then it's more enjoyable and um, you're more inclined to do it. And the last thing, and this is more of a bonus, but you want to think about your long term goals. What do you want for the future you? What are you doing to set the future you up for success? This is really where self-discipline comes in. Because for instance, in my in my 12 mile run, there was no part of me that wanted to actually run the 12 miles. Like that was not an end goal. It was a means to an end. What I wanted was the achievement of running the marathon. And I knew that I needed to run the 12 miles in order to do that and do it well and safely and effectively. But what happens so often is that we get lost, we get unfocused and we lose sight of what our end goal and what our end result is and we fall prey to this this thought that oh what we do right now doesn't really matter that much i can do it later and so we put it off and we put it off and we put it off and we don't fully recognize that there is urgency the great lie is that we think we have all the time in the world and we just simply don't we don't know how long we are going to have on this earth we have no clue and We need that sense of urgency and also that long-term goal, that long-term vision to keep us doing those day-to-day things that maybe we don't totally necessarily want to do in the moment. That's where self-discipline comes in. And I want to remind you that you don't have to do everything on your own by yourself. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit. And as Christians, the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit gives us the power and the ability to exercise self-control. So even though as humans, we have weaknesses, we also have the Holy Spirit, which is there to help us. And Philippians 4.13 lets us know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So whatever it is that you need to take action on, that you know that you need to be doing, Invite the Holy Spirit into that situation so that the seed of self-discipline that is planted in you can continue to grow and become stronger and stronger. This is something that I am still working on. I am constantly in need of a reminder that I am not alone in everything and that the weight of everything does not always fall on me, but that I have the power of Christ working through me to help me. And so do you. If you also feel like you could use a little bit of human help to help you get that clarity and direction and break those things down into a doable action plan, I want to invite you to book a Clarity Coaching Power Hour with me. During this time, we will create a personalized action plan for the next best steps in your life and business. Just go to fruitionmindset.com forward slash clarity and book your spot. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll talk soon. Hey, thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me today. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, I would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review on iTunes. When you leave a review, it helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon.